You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You're listening to My First Time, a new miniseries from The Ensemblist, Broadway's original podcast. I'm Mo Brady. Welcome, listeners, to a new miniseries. I'm calling it My First Time. and This is where we talk to Broadway stars who made their debuts in the ensemble to talk about why that experience helped shape them as an artist. Well, for many of our favorite Broadway stars, their start in the ensemble helped to form them as the performers they are today. As they've ascended up the title pages of our playbills and descended the towers of backstage dressing rooms to floors closer to the stage level, I've been curious as to whether they've considered that time doing ensemble work to be formative or merely a stepping stone to bigger and better things. Our first guest for this new miniseries is Ben Crawford. Since April 2018, he's been creeping around the Majestic Theater as the title character in The Phantom of the Opera. But before headlighting the show, before Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Big Fish and Shrek, he was a replacement in the very first Broadway revival of Les Miserables, covering both the roles of Valjean and Javert. Here's my conversation with Ben Crawford. Will you introduce yourself and uh, tell us when you made your Broadway debut? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Ben Crawford. I uh, currently am the Phantom in the Phantom of the Opera. We've heard of it. Uh, it's 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 been around. And my Broadway debut was a little known show called Les Misérables. Take us back to two thousand and seven, and a mm-hmm. young Ben Crawford. What was your um, professional experience up until this point? I had just gotten my equity card the summer before I started in 2006. I was out at the Muni, and I played Bill Sykes. I played a very, very young Bill Sykes. I can see that. I don't know how I was running things, and I don't know how I was intimidating. But thanks, Paul Blake and the Muni. And then I was in Tennessee doing uh, White Christmas. And then I got this audition for Javert for the revival. And it went really well, like really well. And it's one of those things where... Is that practical side of you, I'm not going to play Javert. But you're like, that was a really good audition. I found it, I didn't get it. So then, like two weeks later, they have uh, an audition comes up for the cover of Javert. I was like, okay, this is something I can do. So um, it was a crazy whirlwind. It was like a, like a Tuesday audition, then like a Wednesday audition, and then a Friday audition. And then if you got it, like you started rehearsal the next day. So it was like one of those crazy things. And so it all went well, and Friday finished and went home. And my agent calls, and I remember I'm making mac and cheese with the hot dogs cut up in it. And he's like, Ben, I need, I need you to do me a favor. Can, can you go to the Broadhurst and get your measurements done? Because you booked the show. <laughs> and then I had to go quit my two survival jobs, call them up. I was like, I quit, I quit, uh, and started rehearsal the next day. And uh, it was crazy. It was nuts to have like eight hours of rehearsal, like four hours of music, four hours of blocking, and then go see the show that night. And just be like, oh, my God, okay. And then have a week to like learn the show. You had a week to learn the show. I think it was a week. Yeah, jumped right into it. And uh, I don't really remember my first show. I remember that um, we, I got on the turntable a little late for one of my entrances and I like slipped back and I stepped on someone and they're like, oh, you broke my hand. And I was like, oh my God. Like, I re- and they're like, I'm just joking. Like people were like already just ready to just poke and prod me, um, which was great, which meant like, you know, I was like part of the family. That was awesome. And then the crazy thing was 
right after I joined, we got a bunch of new leads. So we had people leaving the show and we got like, Ann Harada came in, Max von Essen came in. I was like the new guy who knew the show. And so they would ask me, no, what? I was like, I don't know, don't ask me. I don't know why I'm here, you know, that kind of thing. So I was coming into rehearsal during the day with them, which was, you know, a great like baptism by fire with these people that I loved like watching you know, perform. And now all of a sudden, like, Anne Harada would be like, okay, so, because I was one of the, the travelers in uh, Master of the House. So she's like, now how would, should I do? I was like, you do what you want, Anne. Like, totally, <laughs> like, you could do whatever you want. It's totally cool, Anne. Believe me, I do not have a problem. How was the show, kind of the production, different than other shows you had done in the past? I'm, well, I mean, the Muni, but that's a different, that's yeah. like an outdoor, like, you know, yeah. crazy awesome venue. It's like a mix between a ball game and like a stunt show. No, I mean, our theaters in school were maybe 500 seat theaters. And just, you know, everything about it was just like this next step up. I remember watching it for the first time. And, you know, like everything gets tense, but in a way like, rise up, Ben. Like, <laughs> like let's go. It's real now. Playbill Vault says you covered Valjean and Javert. I did. I did. That seems like a lot of work. Yeah, it was a lot of stress for, for young Ben. <laughs> Just a constant, like, oh, what am I going to do? Uh, the crazy thing is, is I rehearsed Javert and everything, and then the day of my put-in, we were going through, and I don't know who it was. I still don't to this day, but someone forgot to move a chair. And in, like, the fight scene, I got thrown, and I sprained my ankle really bad. And I was out of the show for, like, three weeks. Like, literally went in a cab, went home, and, like, didn't do the show for three weeks. And there was one thing that I remember in school from one of my professors. His name is Dick Hansen. He and I, like, never got along, but he had always had great advice. He was, like, a real hard ass. And one thing he always talked about was CYA, like, cover your ass, like, which is a great thing for understudies. Like, don't assume that they're going to, like, teach you that. Like, go do it. And it saved my butt many times with my job understudying, covering people. And I was at home, and I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like, I need to, I should, like, look over this. You know, you never know what's going to happen. And I was able to go back in and do one show a day. I couldn't do two shows yet, but I went in to do the Wednesday evening show. And uh, Michael Passaro, a stage manager who just stage managed me and Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, he comes up. He's like, How you doing? I said, Good. He's like, You feeling good? I said, Yeah. He's like, You're on for Javert tomorrow. I said, Okay. And so my second show back, after being out three weeks with a sprained ankle, I went in and did Javert for the first time. And it went great. Like everything, you know, went as good as it could for a first, a first run through. And then. I don't remember who left, but someone left, and so they switched my track. So I went from playing a student to a member of Tenardier's gang. And because of that, they were like, do you want to cover Valjean as well? Just do it all? And I was like, all right, fine. So I grew a beard, and I had to learn the Valjean track as well. And I never went on for it, but it was always just like a fun little stressful thing when it came to, uh, like, my regular track was, like, pretty low, Javert is a little higher, and then, of course, Valjean's, like, through the roof. So that became just an interesting thing to kind of be ready for at any moment's notice, and then discovering, like, if I need to go on last minute for Valjean, I can get through it in, like, with pure adrenaline. Like, I can do it, like, a couple times on pure <laughs> adrenaline. That'll be fine. What did you sort of learn about being a working professional? I mean, the big thing is, like, checking in with your body, and that became the beginning of that show being so grueling on a physical level with a lot of things is like going to physical therapy and not only like obviously like they knew what they're doing and I'm going to trust them to like work on me and but to ask questions about it so if it happens again I kind of know what's going on and I can maybe take preemptive measures 
It got me into like stretching. It got me into just being more aware of my instrument, for lack of a better term, just to kind of make sure that every like to check in with it. And now I'm like a stretchaholic. Like I stretch all the time. Obviously, before Phantom, I got my foam roller. Like this is tight. Go get a massage. Like don't like just go do it. Go like baby yourself. If something hurts, don't don't tough guy through it. It's like go get it figured out. Had you been in a group of, had you been in like a dressing room like that before? No. 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 I mean, we were just like dudes. I mean, it's like a musical like requires a lot of dudes. I mean, like the barricade was like, for me at least, it was like G.I. Joe's like growing up. Like, I mean, it was kind of, you kind of needed that kind of motivation, I suppose. You know, you're like fighting these guys on the other side of the barricade, all that kind of stuff. So it was a bunch of like dudes. Um, but then we also had like, Justin Bohan, who just, like, cracked everyone up. He was just, like, the driest. Was there any part of, like, the cast or the show that, like, was, like, you felt a little starstruck about when you... Yeah. I mean, there were people... I mean, like, Norm Lewis. I mean, he's such a fantastic guy. And, like, I love, like, seeing him in auditions and we'll run into each other on the street. And he's so wonderful. Like, um, it was cool to work with him. And then Chip Zion came in. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm working with two people from a new brain. I'm like, this is amazing. And then, you know, I like eventually, like, years later, I got to work with Malcolm Getz. And I was like, can I be the millionth person to tell you how much I love a new brain? And so I just, like, in my head, I'm like, okay, how many people from the original cast of New Brain have I worked with? I worked with Kristen Chenoweth. I was like, I do you know that you're number four for People, you know, so there are those things that you you get, you know, like Anne Harada. I'm like, I have a new cue. It's just like Gary Beach, like Gary, just uh, like God rest him. Like it was just these just wonderful people. Um, and there's something I remember about Gary. Gary um, took a, a medical leave, and um, he came in one day, and I didn't see him that day, but he uh, came in and grabbed a playbill because he had been out for like six weeks or so, and we'd had some people. Um, come in and out of the show and he'd grabbed a playbill just so he could uh remember the so he could know the new people's names like he like was that kind of guy and like that's the kind of thing and you see that and you're just like oh wow like that's just like really cool do you have like a favorite memory of that experience there's the, the memory that i have it's not it didn't happen to me but there was a there was a show where like essentially what would happen Tenardier and andras had the same dresser and so um, when Aaron Lazar was in, in the show, his dresser, Aaron would go do something. Their dresser would come by, tell Gary time to get ready. And then, cause Gary didn't have his like sound up. He would just know his dresser would come tell him. And so something happened was like one of like Max's first shows. And so the dresser didn't come tell him what it was going on and like, you know, that you need to start getting ready. And so the song starts and like, they're like, where's tonight? Like, where is he? Oh, I don't know. Like people are trying to like vamp on stage and I'm off stage. Like I'm one of the travelers to come on and Drew Sarich was on as Javert. And so he like knocks on Gary's door and he come in. And he's like, he's like, hey, Gary. He's like, hey, Drew, what's going on? He's like, uh, you're you're on right now. And he was like, and like jumped up and was like in just his pants and like undershirt and ran on stage and like, Imagine master of the house like you've already you've missed like maybe 30 40 percent of it and so you're gonna put all the energy into like that last 60 percent. He's like going up the octave. He's like pulling out bits that we had never like it was the funniest most amazing thing we had ever seen. I will say that was like a pretty amazing uh, memory and he comes off and he's like I'm sorry like he was so embarrassed and we were like that was incredible Gary like no that was amazing. Um, that was that was a pretty cool memory. What surprised you most about working on Broadway at that point? 
the people were really wonderful. Everyone was like really like down to earth and like, you know, for the most part, it was just like a, like a great group of people who were like having fun. Um, I think it taught me a lot about the relationship, you know, talking about people like Norm and Alex and Gary who were these principal leads, but just treated everyone like people. And I think that's something that I have been fortunate in my career to be able to work with people who just are real and treat people like people. And um, I think when you when you are in that environment and see how, how good it makes you feel, it's something that you just want to, you know, spread the love. So I think it's it was it was really fantastic to work with those guys and uh, and to to see them like give that energy to everybody special thanks to ben crawford for sharing his stories with us this week you can learn more about him and how to connect with him online by visiting our website theensemblist.com the ensemblist was produced today by me mo brady you can help others find out about The Ensemblist by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also download episodes wherever you get your podcasts or at theensemblist.com. Follow The Ensemblist on Instagram to see the latest posts from our website, where we are sharing the stories of talented artists working in Broadway ensembles. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.